Welcome to the Workplace Wellbeing Podcast. The podcast for wellbeing professionals that looks at best practices in organisations that care about their people and which keeps an eye on the growing number of suppliers in the wellbeing space. The Workplace Wellbeing Podcast is sponsored by FastPayE, a financial wellbeing solution that facilitates flexible salary advances. It also provides access to financial education, a benefits assessment calculator, and a host of other financial wellbeing tools. FastPayE is part of the WorkTech group that includes ShopWorks Workforce Solutions and Solved by AI. ShopWorks offers scheduling and time and attendance tools that improve your workforce management processes, whilst Solved by AI provides unique artificial intelligence products that deliver optimum staffing levels and improve employee retention. Hi. And welcome to the Workplace Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Ian Hogg, Chairman of FastPay. And today I'm very pleased to be joined by Jake Bates, who works with me as a wellbeing specialist. This summer, we stopped our regular recordings and produced two compilation episodes from the 50 plus episodes we'd recorded. We called these the Workplace Wellbeing Podcast, done as a book. However, despite hanging up our microphones, we've decided to put on this special episode to talk about a survey we have done with our customers and a white paper we have published to discuss the findings. The white paper is called Meeting Your Staffing Requirements in Difficult Times, Recruitment and Retention of Shift and Hourly Paid Employees in the UK and Ireland. There's a link to the white paper in the podcast notes, and you can download it without having to hand over any of your contact details because we wanted to get the information into as many hands as possible. So let's go. Jake, welcome. Hi, Ian. Thanks for having me on. Why don't we start with why you did this survey? So I I think it kind of centers around conversations we're having from existing customers and potential new customers. And the whole recruitment and retention conversation seems to be on everyone's lips. A lot of it, given our background, what we wanted to do is take some of the data and some of the insight that we know we have um, and hopefully better understand kind of customer priorities and what they actually need to help solve that issue and what does recruitment and retention what does that actually look like how is it broken down and what kind of some of the solutions we can hopefully assist with okay fine so so you surveyed your customers um, so this is work tech group customers I presume so that's shopworks and fast pay and and solved by AI Correct. Yes. Okay. So, talk, talk me through the numbers. You know, how many how many people did it? Yep. So we essentially picked out worked with employers of hourly paid staff, um, predominantly shift workers. Um, so we picked out thirty five UK and Irish WorkTech customers um, who are part of the survey. Um, between them, they have a combined headcount of over fifty thousand hourly paid staff um, combined. Yeah. So I mean, that sounds like a fairly representative. I mean, fifty thousand is probably a reasonable percentage of. Um, you know, they, they, when they're when they're doing the surveys for the um, election, they don't interview fifty thousand people to decide who's going to win it, do they? So that, that sounds like quite a good 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 number. You know, it's a um, good good stat. Okay, so what 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 did, what did you find? Give give me some give me some headlines for the uh, for the listeners. Yeah, well, the white paper itself is about 25 pages long, um, and it kind of goes through different ideas, different solutions, different use cases and case studies. So what I tried to kind of Kind of, I suppose, pull from that was some of the kind of the top level um, statistics and some of the standout ones are 56% um, of our customers said that we can't meet our recruitment needs and we are losing more staff than we're actually recruiting. Um, we'll kind of go on to just explore what impact that has on 
not only kind of operational impact, but actual cost to the business, revenue, potential customer um, facing issues as well. Um, 55% of them said they're reducing opening hours because they don't actually have enough staff. So again, wow. touching on. Wow. So 55% are, are giving away revenue because they don't have enough staff. That's more than half. Yeah. It's it, yeah. it's mind blowing, the statistics okay. around the opening hours. Um, and then finally, yes, yeah, 60% of respondents have shortages of over 10% of their staffing levels. So next time you're in your local coffee shop, um, Pret, I know that, no shout out to Pret, um, and you're waiting a little bit longer um, for your morning coffee, you're gonna have to now think, <laughs> it's not because they're being slow, it's probably because they're dramatically understaffed. So we all need to take that into consideration. <laughs> okay, and the, uh, no, listen, they're, they're, they're big numbers. So all three of those were over half, okay? Um, so yeah, so they, they're, they're, they're obviously headline numbers, but presumably the rest of the survey tells a similar story, does it? Yeah, I think what it's telling us is we speak to a lot of customers and a lot of people day in, day out, and you kind of hear this, oh, we're having issues with recruitment and retention. And it's not until you kind of see those figures and those numbers this is a serious issue um, that we experience across the UK and Ireland. And it's something that a lot of customers, um, all customers um, across the UK are going to be facing. So um, it was for us, yeah, it even surprised us. Um, but I think, yeah, the commercial impact is kind of, from my perspective, what I kind of took away is that the impact on revenue and people sh shutting early um, is such a, a standout for me. Um, and it's, yeah, yeah, no. it's the number one problem for all customers and HR departments. Okay, so so you've done this survey and then you've produced a white paper. So so what's what's what is the white what's in the white paper? Yes, so it starts with our survey results. So we did a survey and we'll outline the results from that. Um, we then took that and data's great, but it's actually turning data into actionable insight that we can actually use. So then we use some of our analysis from our retention AI tools and some of our um, data scientists and HR analytics team. Um, and then I suppose it's then discussing and exploring various kind of ideas that customers are using to help mitigate their shortages, um, not only from us, I suppose, from a HR perspective, but change the way moving forward, how they attract new talent, keep hold of, um, of the staff they've got, but also actually how they run their businesses. Okay, so so by reading the white paper, I might get a few. If I'm suffering from the same problem, I might get a few tips and and clues to how to um to how to solve it. Is that yeah. is that the idea? Yeah, and I it should hope. Uh, I'm sad to say, I think it will it will ring quite true for a lot of the people listening um who are facing similar challenges. So hopefully, you can pick up some ideas, some tips, um, and also just understand you're probably not alone in this yeah, uh, yeah. deficit there's, there's that we're in. There's a value in that. Um, okay, so what sort of things are, you know, uh, were your customers telling you that they were doing? Yeah, so I think it's, I, I kind of split it into two. Um, improving recruitment and retention, biggest one. Increasing costs, um, and then they're trying to offer, what we're looking to offer, benefits, um, flexibility, um, pay, new benefits. So what I kind of sit, sits under more of a HR umbrella. Um, similarly, though, I'm not actually... A, operationally what we kind of see then how they're actually managing the staff um, they've got and this key part around reducing opening hours um, changing their staffing models to better match customer demand um, how can we inc increase overtime uptake and it's um, a big focus on actually 
getting people through the door is hard is, is one thing keeping them in there is another thing and then let's make sure the staff that we have got um making sure we're optimizing and utilizing them as efficiently as we possible yeah no i i, I mean i've thought overtime is a good solution because the staff already trained you know that you can react quite quickly with overtime uh, obviously there are limits you know people need a rest but um uh, you know, it, it, as a as a short term way of improving the problem, sounds to me like a, a good way to do it. Um, what you know, to they're the sort of high level stuff, though, Jake. So you've talked about retention and recruiting. I could probably have told you that, that would be on the list. Improve that, and then you know, operational changes. Give me some examples of, of maybe some of those operational changes. Um, you know, what what specific what specific ideas have you seen out there? Well, particularly from our fast pay, um, salary advance, giving people access to some of their money sooner, um, more of a well-being, financial well-being, staying away from those nasty payday loans. But there's also a big conversation around the national living crisis and everyone's running out of money. The problem for one of my clients, and I think the industry, the care industry um, as, a, as a whole, is they've got lots and lots of overtime, but not enough staff to take it. So for them, it was looking at ways that how can they actually increase overtime intake um, but I suppose with the cost of living crisis it's not them burdening their monthly income by kind of taking some of that money out so what they were looking to do is actually increase overtime and then people can actually draw down some of that money before payday Um, I think the figures from some of our clients are up to 30 40 percent increase in overtime and I think people aren't it's not a case of staff don't want to work extra hours but um, working extra hours um, and then waiting to the end of the month to get the money is two different conversations um, but then I suppose so, yeah so, so basically I work some overtime this week and then what you know the, the, the early next week I can get I can draw that overtime down basically is that that the model yeah so spot on so you work a shift this week rather than have to wait till the end of the month to take that money or draw down on that money um, using the fast pay overtime model um, customers are saying that they can access that money sooner and that can be set by it's completely configurable but a lot of employee employers are doing that on a week by week basis which actually is almost creating a weekly payroll um, yeah without changing payroll which payroll will probably be very happy to hear <laughs> yeah and, and I, I get i like that i think that's i can see the social responsibility elements of that because you know if people need a bit of extra money because of the cost of living crisis they can earn it they can get access to it when they need it but you're not you're not giving them a loan just against their their normal salary are you you're, you know this is this is extra extra money they've earned exactly that and i think if you look at when we look at recruitment and we look at retention it's um it's how do I stand without for my competitors and it's that flexibility piece um, and what makes you more enticed to stay at a business it's that flexibility over yes one thing the working patterns and hours worked but also that conversation around pay and the world we're living in now and that shift we're seeing around that flexibility the, the workforce are almost demanding that um, flexibility in the way they pay so that that overtime model kind of allows that and gives them that as well which helps increase their retention and kind of attracts top talent as well okay so that's an overtime you know encourage more overtime what what other you know give me one more example i'm trying to keep this podcast short jake but you know get find me one more example 
Yeah, I think there's another one more operationally led um, using some of our AIs. We've got a case study where, let's say they have 100 staff, but they have 120 shifts. Um, so focus for many of the clients is making sure that the staff that we have got are being utilised in the right place in the right time. We haven't got staff standing around when the shop is quiet. Um, and we're trying to mitigate some of those revenue impacts, um, as we've seen, shutting, shutting early. Um, so a lot of it is about that utilization and the AIs picking out the best forecast, overlaying the optimal demand, um, and then ensuring that the employees that we have got are in the right place at the right time. And, and that's AI powered. Is it? So what the AI does a forecast of what, like sales, and then forecast footfall count data. Um, I think the data team have got up to ninety-eight percent accurate. Once we know our sales, um, we then know how many staff we need. To, to achieve those sales but breaking it down into much more smaller increments then you can actually start working in much more of a concise demand curve so the workforce and the labor allocation um, the AI will optimize and do that um, in minutes a great high of um, accuracy so it's pretty powerful stuff in a world where yeah people are trying to get their time back as well particularly because a lot of the COVID data and pre-COVID, a lot of the demand and the forecasting data has kind of been almost become unusable because trends and patterns have changed. So old models aren't working and AI, I suppose, is constantly evolving, constantly learning. So there's that kind of part of it too, as well. Yeah, no, do you know, I've, I've, I've heard that, that, you know, a lot of businesses had to throw away their labour modelling because, you know, the all the lockdowns just made them irrelevant. No, it's yeah. a good, 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 good job if you, you've solved that. Okay, listen, so it sounds to me like, Jake, there's, you know, I'm going to keep it short and I think people can read the white paper. Um, and like we, like I said earlier, we'll put the link in the podcast notes and um, people don't have to put in a, uh, you know, their email address. They can just download it and have a good read. Um, so I think we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll keep it short, Jake. I'll thank you for coming on and we'll let people follow the link and download the white paper. Perfect. Thanks, Ian. Good to talk to you. Likewise.